a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hyvinson. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been, uh, I think we missed a week, but you know why? We're starting a brand new franchise tonight, or this morning, or whenever you're listening to this, and we wanted to do it right that's right. So here we are talking about species. 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 <laughs> um, this one is Species One. Yes. <laughs> 1995. Species, 1995, a movie that I thought that I had seen, but turned out to have only seen bits of it on cable. Oh, yes, yes. I have mm-hmm. seen this movie. Great. I have never seen any of these movies, and I knew nothing about them. Nice. Uh, all right, well, you know what? Um, since we're just getting started here, why don't we move on to the next part and dive into the movie? Let's right? roll that beautiful 1995 footage. In January, a message from an extraterrestrial source was picked up at the Parks Observatory in Australia. A new sequence of DNA. Friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. This growth is amazing. The decision was made to terminate the experiment. He's breaking out! She escaped. We have a serious emergency on our hands. I want a team to track her. Hunt her down. You created a monster, now you want us to kill it. Wow, what a trailer. <laughs> I, really I have no me, idea what it sounds like. That really makes me want to see Species the film in theaters. <laughs> species the t-shirt. Species the lunchbox. Species the t-shirt. Wow, its boobs really have tentacles in it. That's true. This movie is 40% nudity. Yes, so I was going to say, so you said you had seen the film, Tyler, right? I thought that I had. Okay, I remember I had seen it, um, but really, I only remembered one single scene from it, which we can get to later. I mostly remember, like, it wasn't until the third act that I was like, oh, this is familiar. Yeah, I was like, when you know, speaking of the nudity in this film. Yeah. Like, so I definitely didn't see it, like, when it came out in 95, because I would have been too young. But I feel like this is one of those films that I either... Saw at a friend's house on cable, you know, like on HBO or something. Sure. Or, uh, you know, it got around school that like, this is a film that's got boobs in it. <laughs> Boob, like real boobs? Get, get your dad to rent it. It's a, it's a, it's a fun sci-fi movie. <laughs> hey, it's got Forrest Whitaker in it. Your friends whispered, yeah, your friends whispered real strange. Um, yeah, they were like... Dude, there's boobs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know how I saw it. But so, I just, so, no, I mean, they, and, and, and if you had a time-traveling friend, he'd be like, hey, there is no less than three Oscar winners in this movie. Yes. That is a fact. <laughs> so in let's, fact, uh, there is more. Should we run down? There's more, yeah. yeah. There, no, there is. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's run down the unbelievable cast in this film. Yes. We start opening scene. We see Michelle Williams, Boom. Ben Kingsley. Boom. And? That's it. Oh, okay. Michelle well. Williams, I 
I guess I never knew what she looked like when she was a teenager, so I she did not look like a teenager at all to me in this movie. She looked like or like an adult already, yeah. but uh, uh, Dawson's Creek, right? Right? Dawson's Creek was after this. Uh, this I was her no, I understand. I understand. But she was a teenager yeah. in Dawson's Creek. No, I know. I mean, but I'm saying when she filmed this movie, she was only 14 years old. But I would have guessed that she was like 20. Yeah. Like I don't know. She didn't look that young to me. But you seem to know a lot about Dawson's Creek, Tyler. There was a creek. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know she was in Dawson's Creek. I might be wrong. I don't. She, she definitely was. She, definitely she was in was. one of those yeah, shows. He was corroborated. It, so yeah, yeah, I don't. I actually don't know anything about it. What was the other? The cast what was and the theme song. The other of show. I don't know. The other show that she was in. I, I don't, don't even know she was on TV. One. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I, no I think okay. it was just Dawson's Creek. Um, but so sorry, so Dawson's then Ben Creek Kingsley. Man. He, uh, I think my favorite moment of the opening scene was when he shed a single tear. Oh yes, came down his face. Such a great moment. <laughs> Such a great moment that we have a gift for you. Enjoy that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will see that up there. It's so amazing. It's, it's like, uh, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh shit, Ben Kingsley is acting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so, so it's kind of like, um, uh, uh, now we're looking at it as like a Stranger Things type, type lab sequence where there's yeah. a, there's a thing in there. There's a, there's a small girl that seems super innocent um, it's something that's a very Stephen King type scene. Yeah, uh, I kind of like. Uh, so actually, the the opening part of the film I think was like my favorite part. Of yeah, it's thing. great. <laughs> um, it starts off with this like cool opening credit scene. Not cool. It's pretty basic actually. But like, you're just kind of like in space. You see stars, and uh, there's this awesome like score. I, I think it's awesome. It, it is know. awesome. It's awesome. Main title theme by Christopher Young, who is like. This, um, if you if you know horror films, I'm sure you've heard of him. He did Hellraiser, Drag Me to Hell. Uh, he's did the Grudge films, the, the American ones, and, and like one of Sam Raimi's best butts. Yeah, and so he's been all over the place. So that it starts off with this like, you know, it's listing out the cast, and it has the main titles, and you're looking at the stars, and it's kind of this. You know, almost like a Danny Elfman style. It's Danny Elfman like opening theme, but I mean, and and he's been hired to do the yeah. same thing on the Spider Man movies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so it starts off with this theme, and it feels really grand and mysterious. And then you have this opening scene where you're like, "What's going on? She's trapped, and she escapes." And I feel like the rest of the film didn't really live up to that. No, mystery. no, it, it yeah, goes... yeah. It's not shying away from being a sci-fi <laughs> film. It's not like it starts off like a Spielberg movie. Almost. Yeah, like it starts off. As something that's really uh, uh, compelling, and I mean, Michelle Williams is doing some of the best acting in the movie as a fourteen-year-old. It's girl. yeah. I mean, not to jump forward too far, but later the same character is played by uh, Natasha Henstridge, and apologies to her, but Michelle Williams is better in the like first sequence where she's playing this character as a younger person. Yeah. That then later on, it's just like well, so. She, she's also given a much clearer role in terms of what she's trying to do. Right, which is right. Live. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm not sure in the front, but basically, basically, what's happening? We we don't need to like talk about how this goes in sequence. Is that all right? So to start this movie off, SETI has sent out the. Uh, it's based on a, an actual transcript we sent out that said like, "Hey, like here's like how carbon based life works," and sending off things to distant galaxies. And wait, so we actually did do that? We did do that. Oh God! Yes. Um, there's a, there's but a, it's okay because aliens aren't real. So there's a specific name for it. My phone's an airplane mode, <laughs> but I, I so but uh, the, we did that in transmission. Um, basically, the conceit of this movie is that we got 
a transmission back after sending that out. It's something like um, Voyager, we did the same thing. We put like genetic code and music and on a golden record. There's the record. Yeah, yeah. and fun stuff. Uh, so the first thing that we get back is a way, I believe, to convert methane. It, it was basically like unlimited. I fuel. thought it, I thought it was I thought that part was amazing because Ben Kingsley is just like, yeah, we got this thing. Like it gave us it's, a thing that was like okay. a, an unlimited fuel forever. Like whatever. But they yeah, didn't yeah, do that. didn't go forward on. with the fuel. They went forward with <laughs> the on. alien organism. Hold on, guys, because here's here's the best part of this. That is, this is the premise of which we are going to endure. Four of these fucking movies. Yeah. Because Ben Kingsley in that one scene is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent us the formula for an infinite fuel, so we know that they're friendly. Then they sent <laughs> us then they sent us the formula to splice genes with our own. <laughs> so we fucking did it. Yeah. For funsies. Before releasing the fuel to the yeah, public. Yeah, before yeah. the fuel, before anything else, like, let's splice these genes. Yeah, they clearly don't even care about the fuel. That was just like a bullet point. It was the like 90s. The it was before global warming ever existed. So <laughs> right. Not true. But but they, they <laughs> did... <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But they... He did... <laughs> what? Uh, it's just insane to me that, like, how callously he's just like... Yeah, so we know they're friendly. Well, we yeah, the fuel. he 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 mentions the like unlimited fuel thing as just like a non-issue. Like, right? Nobody gives a shit. Every, nobody goes, oh, what? Really? Fuck! That's awesome. So it's like, yeah. Eh. Well, and well, because also the people he has are like biological scientists. I mean, whatever, I, so I guess they're okay, apparently they are. There's also <laughs> I, mean, I don't really know what they do other other. other I guess than we should to say that uh, <laughs> yeah, he assembles. So Michelle Williams, who is the alien, escapes, and he assembles this team of scientists. They they, they, they attempt to kill her because basically they've gone and they they did this gene splicing experiment, right? Because this is the premise of the next four movies. I mean, yeah. maybe we don't know. I sure. <laughs> we don't. I don't. We don't. Know. We have no idea. <laughs> but but they apparently, because of the quality of the formula of infinite fuel, they were like, "Yep, like let's splice these human DNA together." And then because Michelle Williams as a child was having bad dreams, they tried to cyanide gas her to death. Right. Not just because they are having bad dreams. They saw shit poking out of her back. And they were right. like, what the fuck is also, this? Also, Michelle Williams, <laughs> uh, uh, she was born three months ago and she became a 12-year-old girl in three right. months. So there were signs that something was wrong, like almost immediately. Sure. Yes. She <laughs> escapes uh, onto a train and steals someone's suitcase. And I have to say, she busts out this, like, portable TV, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. it was, you could have a portable TV? It was absolutely a thing. I was wondering about what? that. I didn't know I didn't know either. Yeah, it was like a, uh, it had like an antenna. Yeah, on a train? I had, to, I had to go to like some real garbage uh, Little League baseball games with my brother and I was really bored and terrible about the whole thing and so my dad finally broke down and bought me a portable TV. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that, that was the thing. That's the thing that happens. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that apparently existed. Um, so yeah, on the train she morphs into her adult form by killing people. And she murders people. I yeah. Mean, I, I, so okay. So so she escapes the thing. There's like a. F- we realize that there's a full government. Like they they tried to like kill her quietly like, as a lab experiment. She escapes from like an Area 51 type. We see the full force of the government trying to stop her. But there's then he- there is helicopters. There is SWAT. Like everyone's trying to kill her. Right then. But 
they decide to no longer use the full force of the government for the rest of the movie and just have this team of four randos that Ben Kingsley assembles to hunt her down with no longer using any help from anybody else, which is crazy, especially at the end. we got Forrest Whitaker, who's a psychic. We got Ben Kingsley, who's a military dude. We got... uh, Alfred Molina, who's an anthropologist. Who Alfred Molina, who looks like a goddamn child in this film. Yeah, yeah. I never knew he used to be skinny. Like, I yeah. didn't even recognize him. As an anthropologist, some lady as a doctor. And she, she's a molecular biologist. Okay, I don't remember her, her name. Her name is Marge Helgenberger. I think she's What famous. was her name in the film? Laura? Laura. Her, her, she's famous her for name being on the, the f- TV show, I think. No, her name in the film is less ridiculous than her actual It's name. like Laura Baker or something. Yeah. And then we got Michael Madsen as a He's an assassin guy. Yeah. He's like a bounty hunter kind of yeah. person. And that rounds out our Scooby game. The, yeah, the Scooby game. <laughs> so Scooby while they're while afterwards. they're being briefed, and uh, Ben Kingsley is telling them all about this, uh, he says about the experiment. We decided to make it female, so it would be more <laughs> docile. And, do you have his and Michael easier Ma- and easier to control? And yeah. Michael Madsen like quickly quips back with like, "You must not know very many females or yeah. something like that." Like that's pretty much what he says. And then so it, it keeps it keeps yeah. coming back throughout the movie. That, uh, <laughs> I thought that's the opposite. I thought the uh, the dynamic between this team of, uh, I mean, like I said, two of them are trying to have sex with the girl. And uh, otherwise, I think that the banter between them is really funny. There's a couple, and three of them are Oscar winners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple times where like Alfred Molina is saying like, "Oh, of course she's hiding in Los Angeles. It's the city of yeah. the future, and everyone goes there to lose themselves and find out who they are." And Ben Kingsley goes. Yeah, okay, whatever. So, uh, this is where the war is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says it's so nonchalant, just yeah. like that. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is where the battle's going to be fought. <laughs> it's it's kind of great. And Forrest yeah. Whitaker is, like, not just, like, a psychic empath person, but he's also, like, maybe autistic or something. Like, what? Or I didn't get that at all. Socially, like, so, he has, like, social anxiety or something. Like, he, he doesn't, like... Get along with other people. And well, like, I just got. Well, no, I, no, I just he, think that's because he, of he his empath. No, it's the empath. Like, yeah, like he has like like he can't be around something without feeling the emotions of whatever's happening. Right, and if he says so, like, "Ooh, I can tell you're mad," then people are like, "What the fuck? I'm not mad." Yeah, you know, yeah, like, that kind of thing. I don't think it was because he was like autistic. Well, no, yeah. but like, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> I I'm a horrible, <laughs> insensitive person. You watch it, you decide. Uh, his, his outfits were also fantastic, and he wore like a knit beanie. Yeah, yeah it was kind of weird. I mean, it was the also night. his eyes not fucked up at this point. Yeah, it is a little bit. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I just thought he looked like a normal person, right? <laughs> Who has psychic abilities? That's right. Which, <laughs> by the way, how much do we think psychic abilities are going to carry through? The entire film. Zero percent. I Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think that anybody other than Forrest Whitaker can carry it through, but I would like to at least establish that we're talking about a universe where aliens exist, where the government is dumb enough to spice them with human life, and the government believes enough in psychics to hire one. <laughs> that's, yeah. where, that's where we're starting. <laughs> I know. Like, why do they need him? Why do they need him? He is the most useful person on the I team. Know. He's always like, ah, oh, she went that way. Because right. I can <laughs> feel it. <laughs> I can feel it with my mind. mind. He's the best. I mean, he is the most useful person on the team. Yeah. He's always like, oh, she's scared. Oh, she's mad. 
ooh, she's scared. No, like, <laughs> for the first, like, two-thirds of the movie, she's like, she's horny. Oh, yeah, he's like, she's trying to mate. So yeah, like, okay. yeah. Well, let's, so let's get to the main feature here. Like, so Michelle Williams goes on the train. She becomes a super gross-looking cocoon. And she, she, she's, they, they do, they make a very elaborate point to show that she's not trying to hurt anybody. She's just trying to explore and, like, doesn't know what's happening to her. Like, right. she's not evil. At she's, that point. At that point. <laughs> at that point. Like, they, like, she's, she's out in the world, not trying to hurt anybody, but then she murders a train conductor. Yep. And, uh, absorbs her into a cocoon and then emerges as a topless model. Yep. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Yep. I'm down with that. Uh, but, yeah, so she comes out as Natasha Henstridge, who is our main introducing Natasha Henstridge, Henstridge star. Uh, this was her first film, I believe, because she was a model. Indeed. Yeah. And then she... Went on to not, not a very long film career. Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was watching the... <laughs> I went all out, you guys, and bought the Blu-ray for this. Right. That was put out by Shout Factory, which is awesome, by the way. Shout Indeed. Factory's the best. Yes. They're not sponsoring us. Shout, shout out to Shout Factory. <laughs> um, they had an interview with her on there, and, you know, she apparently... The movie did really well, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. It made, like, $60 million. Uh, and suddenly she was, like, like she said, the hot young thing. Like, mm-hmm. she was 21, I think, at the time. And she was getting all sorts of offers, but she said that um, she felt really unprepared for all of it. So... Instead of taking these, like, big offers, she kept doing all these, like, smaller movies because she didn't feel like she was, like, ready acting-wise. Oh, interesting. And she said she didn't realize that, like, if she did the bigger movies, she would learn more and maybe move on up. But she kept doing these kind of weird films. And, uh, yeah, she never really... If you look at her filmography... relegated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She never broke out of, like, crazy genre films and stuff. Interesting. She has a lot of TV uh, appearances here and there. And, I mean, and she's pretty good in the movie. I mean, she's not... Um, she's freaking gorgeous in the movie. She's gorgeous in the movie. But, Which like, I mean, and, she, and she's doing, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, I'm a weird person in a weird place. Yeah, she's kind of acting the whole time like, like I'm a kid still and learning what life is. Like, yeah. she, you see her, like, watching this guy drive a car, so she learns how to drive a car. It's that part, <laughs> that whole dynamic is so hilarious. Yeah, and she's, like, mimicking people's, like, uh, you know, speech patterns so she can learn how to talk and all this stuff. This is, a different, cool. this is a different thing, Disney Friends, but, like, how much Lilo and Stitch is in this movie? I don't know. Uh, none? I haven't seen enough Lilo and Stitch to know. Okay. What? <laughs> Why do you think that? Uh, of just, like, watching and observing of, like, oh, this is how I can exploit this thing. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the beginning is kind of like that, but she's part human, too. Right. They never really uh, she's like explore half half. the fact that she's half human. I think that the the full the whole Michelle Williams part of it is her being human. Like she goes to the train, like she hides, like no, I mean, like she uses the human half of herself as a disguise, but it doesn't really come into her psyche at all. Like this, her motivations and her behavior That's why is she's like all TV, alien, right? Why like she's she, watching TV? I don't like, think she just turns it on. Like yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. But then she's like, she's like, oh, I know how I can like. Yeah, but the motivations are always like, mate, have this kid and we're going to, you know, take over the human species. Like, she never is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. We're saying that's not human. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> that's how real humans act. Yeah, I mean, mate, mate, kill off any competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they never like. There's never a moment where like her human side, once she becomes an adult, is acknowledged, and yeah. she's like. Oh, like she never has a human connection with any of the characters or anything like that. Yeah, I disagree. But that's a dream sequence that will come later. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so basically, the film is uh, the Scooby Gang of scientists slash murderers uh, <laughs> chasing after her, right? And her kind of like going around Los Angeles and uh, trying to find a mate. And basically, the, the the group of military guys are always behind her, like. If you They're loved <laughs> the episode of Heroes where that girl could watch whatever she saw on TV and could do it, then yeah. you'll love this movie because that's basically what Natasha Hentridge is doing. She's like, oh, someone can drive a car? Yeah. You turn the key? Oh, I saw it once. Now I can do it. But she's not smart enough to know that the car will run out of gas and so she just yes. drives it until it dies. Right. So, like, there's, there's an entire sequence of, while well, the team's, like, ramping up, like, they're like, we need guns, we need a bunch of bullshit, and, like, <laughs> we don't know what's happening. Then you see, like, Natasha Hendricks, like, wandering around the garment district downtown LA of being like, you need money? Like, like there's a weird, like, super crass, like, her, like, it's a crash course in capitalism, where she's like, <laughs> you give money for things? Like, yeah. I, I, I understand now. She walks into, like, a wedding st- dress She store. buys a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, and buys a wedding dress. Because she finds it fashionable. She doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, eventually, she ends up in a motel, and the motel owner recommends, she goes up to him and says, where's a good place to find a man? And the he sends her to the, <laughs> the motel owner is downright helpful. Like, he yeah. is, like, he is sleazy, but he is, he is... He is a decent human being. She she sees porn on the television. Or I don't a, know if you know it was porn. It just looks like Roman. No, there's boobs out. Oh, there were. She sees the porn <laughs> and, importantly, a commercial for hair dye. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, so he sends her to the ID Club, which um, is actually just the lobby of the Pantages Theater. Uh, made to oh, look really? like a club. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that. I... I, I double checked on IMDb, but I noticed it immediately because later on, when the you know Scooby Doo gang goes there, Ben Kingsley's in front of like this big statue, and I was like, "That's the staircase of the oh, Pantages." Nice. I didn't notice. Um, that. And then also at some point when they go outside in the alley, you can see Capitol Records uh, in the background. So yeah, they yeah. they actually used the back lot of the Pantages uh, as part of the club too. Um, so anyway, she picks up a guy there by just taking her shirt off. Uh, well, no, she she <laughs> she sees somebody. She sees a guy, and then she sees a girl be very aggressive to that guy. She's like, "I had to go to a party. Like, you want to take me?" And then uh, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that's competition to me." And then so she gets murder in her eyes and decides to go kill that bitch in the bathroom. Yeah, and so this is so the first, what happens. This, this is, is why first... girls always go to the bathroom in groups, by the way, so you don't this get killed by an alien. This is the first species is transformation. Cool. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, she you don't she, see she, she basically turns into uh, HR Geiger did some character design for this movie. Mm-hmm. She turns into a weird alien prototype, weird thing. You don't see it in this scene, though. Oh, yeah, you do. No, you don't. You see, you see her hand, and she comes out from the back of the bathroom when she rips this bitch's. Spine All you see out. is her arm, though. You don't see her face. You see her face. No, no. I have a gif. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched your gif, and you don't see her face. 
Um. So uh, after killing, so so no, so so basically, so so she sees the like that in order to be sexually dominant, that she learns from the club scene where she's like, oh, I need to be super aggressive. So she kills this girl and then walks out, takes her shirt off, and is like, I need to be taken to a party. <laughs> And she leaves with the coolest guy at the bar. Coolest dude ever. Who kind of looks like, uh, who did he look like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some he, guy. Some guy. Yep. His name's Robbie. He looks kind of porny and sleazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, he's really buff or whatever. I think in the behind the scenes are like, he's like an Armenian, like, Pimp, basically, is what okay. they said. Well, he drives her to a super fancy mansion up in the hills, and uh, he <laughs> opens the door, and they go in, and he has all of his appliances on a snapper, which I didn't even know existed. I know what? there's a clapper where you can, like, clap to turn your lights oh, and yes. music on, but he just snaps, and all the lights come on, and the music starts playing. Yeah, when you said, when you said appliances, but I was, I was, thinking, I was like, like, he had a blender on a No, 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 no. <laughs> like, his speakers, music, and lights. I know, I took notes, I was like, snap. damn, this guy's rich enough to snap his shit to, yeah, yeah. to start? <laughs> Is that a real thing? Like, I, I know about the uh, clapper, but I have I, no idea there were snap I have no idea. functions. Maybe for super rich people in the hills. Sure, sure. I guess. Um, then all of a sudden, uh, he, he's like, I'm going to take a shower. You want to take a shower? I'm going to shower. And yeah. And he goes and he leaves. So apparently <laughs> she changes her mind. She doesn't want to have sex with him anymore. No, no, no. He goes to the shower and he's there and then he gets out and then he's like, Hey, and then they kiss. They start kissing. Uh-huh. He touches her face and she's like, mm. Yep. Something's wrong with this bro. Yeah. She He tastes uh, weird. He tastes he tastes <laughs> he tastes funny. Yeah. Hmm. So uh And then I think he has diabetes. And no, then, he definitely yeah. has diabetes. And then and then the kiss that won the nineteen ninety five MTV movie award for this best is the, kiss. This is the one scene I remember really <laughs> vividly. Yes. Because I think it freaked me out at yep. the time. <laughs> and it, and it and it did win the MTV movie award for best kiss. That's amazing. <laughs> So wait, what happens? They kiss? They kiss. And? Uh, well, okay. First, she says, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. Yeah, and because consent is ongoing, he should have immediately stopped. But he didn't do that. But we're in a movie, yeah, where yep. he's a horrible person. Yep. Also, it was in the 90s. And, and, so, and then what happened? You know, consent was? didn't exist back then in the 90s. <laughs> uh, well. Well, no. I mean, they were setting it up where he deserved to die. Yeah. So her... <laughs> I don't so know. He's, you know, he's, you he's, he's, he's like, you know why we're here, baby? Like, I drove you all over my house in the hills. And then so he just tries to force himself on her. Yeah, and she's and like, drive me home. And that's when he yep. gets mad. Yeah, And then and then so they kiss. And then she does like a alien like, yeah. venom teeth through the back of his skull. Was it? I thought it was her tongue. It was her tongue, yeah. It is her tongue. Yeah. And oh. fun fact, it's actually just a balloon <laughs> that they inflated through the back of Is this on the special features? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like a the thick special plastic... For sh- the shout special features for... Shout Shout out to Shout. Yeah, the special features were amazing about all the different effects they had. But it was basically just like a balloon that they inflated really fast. Like, whoop! And it stuck out like it was rigid. Uh, and, That's so cool. Yeah. Um... I guess we should also say that although you could buy the uh, Blu-ray set like Justin did, these three of the four movies are also available on Cinemax Go, which is basically their streaming. Watch along with us. Um, Which is how I watched it with no Watch along with us. 
(laughs) (laughs) Watch along with us. Do your chores another day. day. (laughs) All right, now we have to pay for the licensing rights for Fraggle Rock. All right. God damn it. Um, Sorry. So anyways, she... So we find out the reason she didn't want to sleep with him is because she scientifically sensed that he had... No, diabetes. The, yeah, yeah. The, no, the Scooby Doo team comes up, right? <laughs> and they're like, like, oh my god, like this bro's dead. Like, what a tragedy. And then uh they're like, well, the, they're all spitballing and she was like, what could be happening? Uh maybe that like she's trying to mate. This is where they first realize that what Sill's trying to do, Sill is Nathas Hendridge. Stands for S one L. Just so you know. That was her code name. Uh, I now know. Embryo number. Didn't you watch the movie? A week ago. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I thought it stood for suck it losers. Uh, suck it losers. Suck it losers. Uh, so the, this is where the team realizes, oh my god, she's trying to fuck to end the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she's like, and she, she's like, but like, what stopped her? Like, we weren't here. And then she's like, oh, maybe there's some weakness. The, the, basically, what they say is wrath. There are certain types of rats. <laughs> They can smell cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then look for syringes. Like, maybe he was a junkie? Nah, he's a diabetic. They're like, it checks out. Yeah. And we're, we're Scooby-Doo's science team. Yeah. Why didn't they just make it, have him be a junkie? Like, that would have, like... Because she picked him up in a random club, you know? It would totally made sense that he junkie, did drugs, you know? A, yeah. Why did it have to be like, he's got type 1 type Because B. maybe a junkie because, <laughs> because a movie where there's a 20-year-old yeah. model whose top was 40% of the time yeah. <laughs> was really concerned about being sensitive And to also, diet. a junkie isn't genetically, uh, you know, a problem. Well, right. no, but it, like biologically, it, it would have been. It, it would have been a weakness be. yeah, but in it your biology but not necessarily an addiction. In the, in the genes. Guys, could let's be. Not, let's not. Let's not. Let's not dance. Genetically indisp- let's not dance down this yeah, road. I mean, uh, <laughs> you could be genetically predisposed to addiction. What? All right. <laughs> we'll do signs later. I said a, science as, as a separate one. I didn't say science. That's why all I know is in the special features on the. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they said <laughs> they said that the writer actually hates people who are diabetic. Okay, okay. Uh, so this is where our Scooby Doo science team realizes that oh my god, if this oh wait, oh, they realize that oh my god, if 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 Sill reproduces, then the human race is in trouble. Did we skip over a laboratory a, a laboratory scene? Yeah, let's get back to yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Time. I just basically Okay. Just, yeah. So they there was a laboratory scene where we saw that Ben Kingsley is a man of science and, and they were huge, like and he's a dick, basically. He follows protocol. Uh, you say that louder. He follows protocol. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so anyways, basically the scientists are like, why don't we just uh make another one of these things so we can see how it works in the lab? Yeah. And they do that and it starts getting fucking out of control. It and turns out to be like something that's incredibly aggressive that's just trying to dominate yeah. whatever life force that's around. And fun fact about that, this is one of the other like cool scenes of the film, because most of the film is not super great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, it's kind of like this, um, you, you know, they have it in this like glass box, basically, and it starts like bubbling up. And this was another thing in the special features, sorry, uh, that was really cool. Um, basically, all of that stuff in that scene is practical. Everything. Cool. They're, so they had these like they basically had these 
plastic bags that they would like paint and just inflate over mm-hmm. and over again, inflate, deflate. And then um, there's a part two uh, where it kind of bubbles up the wall. Same thing. They had these plastic bags like set up the wall and these fake pipes that would bend out. Um, and then they just put in like the pipe noise. It looks really gross. Yeah. Also, there's a part where great. like it turns into these tentacles and it's running around and it looks like crazy alien movement around in the room. And they're like, oh, fuck, get out of here. And apparently that was a dude who like he had those tentacles like on a drill and would like turn the drill in reverse and forwards and was just like throwing it around with his arm like. And it That's just looked really awesome. cool. I don't know. Um, th- it was a really effective scene. And I love one of the things I love about this film even though it's not super great, uh, like they do almost everything practically until the very end, uh, which we'll get to. But like they, you know, yeah, they have all these cool effects. The cocoon in the beginning was garbage bags that they inflated in and out. Um, they built a freaking sill animatronic puppet. Uh, they also had a girl in a suit a couple times. Like all this stuff to make it look as real as possible. Until the end. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the one thing I'll say about this scene, the, the laboratory scene that we're talking about that's yeah. super great, is that uh, it's Laura. Uh, right. Is Laura the, is and, the scientist. Uh, uh, and she's like, you know, I just need to get in there. She's like, like she is a super smart, super great scientist, uh, strong female lead on the team, knows what's going on, what's like... So, contributing in a way. Yeah. and And the way that there's a romance that builds between her and Michael Madsen and it builds in a really natural way. Not, I, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of forced, but, but in that, in that first scene, in this scene where he's like, yeah, like I'll go in there. Like, like he has no business being in the room Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like I'll go in there. I'll, I'll put on a clean suit. I have no business to do that. And it's a, it's a, it's a life threatening they get stuck in the room because some bolt came undone, and then the alien starts attacking, and Ben Kingsley wants to kill them all with fire because right. of the protocol. Right. Yeah. Contagion protocol. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we just jump back into uh, more crazy species mayhem? Um, I was going to say, after the club, they just go back to her motel room because they don't really have any other leads, so let's just go check out her motel room. <laughs> and uh, the Laura is examining the toilet and finds blood on the toilet. And then they need to explain something so that all the little teenage boys that are watching this movie <laughs> will understand what's happening with the uh, birds and the bees of the yeah. alien. And she goes... There's blood on this toilet. She says, if she's menstruating, she's definitely capable of reproduction. And Ben Kingsley says, yes, I know. <laughs> I like, just like, just, just so that all of the men in the audience understand, yeah. this alien is mature enough to I still have a think, kid. I still think if I was watching that as a preteen, I would have been like, mm, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, Where yeah. are the boobs? Where, <laughs> more boobs. Um, it's... Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she goes to Venice Beach. Yeah, so, so basically she continues her quest to find a mate and runs into this guy who, you know, saves her after she, get hit, hit, she gets hit by a car in the street because she's an idiot. He's a sensitive 90s man. And she, she, he takes her back to her his house where he has this nice little backyard and he says one of those fucking annoying things that people in L.A. are like, oh, it's so cute here, just... Doesn't feel like you're in LA anymore, he says, and I was just like, "Barf!" 
Immediately at that, because people say well, that shit all the time out here. So, so, so she gets. <laughs> I really hit by, like how it doesn't feel like LA here. She gets hit by the fucking car, <laughs> right? And then she's in the ER. And oh then yeah, the ER doctor sees it. her heal like yeah, incredibly rapidly. And then our Scooby Doo science team ends up going there, and the doctor's like, "Oh my god, like a crazy thing happened." I did like how the doctor was seeing this crazy healing, and then the nurse runs in and is like. Doctor, we need you. There's a little boy that's been horribly burned all over his yeah, entire yeah. body. And the doctor was like, ah, whatever, yeah, but- whatever. <laughs> yeah. Also, that nurse is, uh, she play- she's in Lost, Leslie Ishii. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, but the also, we find out that the sensitive 90s guy paid for her hospital bill. And uh, also that his name is John F. Carey. So. Yeah. yeah, he's just like here, put it on my credit card. Like, and, then, <laughs> and, and John Kerry, and that actor, Secretary of State, that actor's name is like Whip Nabley. Like his name is really, yeah, his name is insane. But but Whip so, Nabley. So so basically, like, so they're, they're tracking her with the car that they stole, or whatever. And then and then so the, like basically, what the movie has turned into is. Scooby-Doo science team is trying to stop the world's sexiest supermodel who's been naked this entire movie yeah. <laughs> from fucking anybody. Yep. But they're like, always six steps They're behind. always six steps <laughs> behind. So, but, so, like, this happens, and then, like, this sexy dude, like, picks her up from the hospital, and you're like, oh my god, they're gonna fuck. And, like, the problem with the, like, the movie is... Predicated on you being like, oh my god, I hope they don't have sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, like maybe. But like, then you're oh, also like, like, I want to kind of see her have sex. So. <laughs> right. And so and so they they uh, uh, they make it to the hospital, and so there's this crazy intercut of Scooby Doo science team at the hospital being like, she was here, and then uh, <laughs> she's at the, like like nice guy, nineties dude. Is trying to be like, oh, are you okay? And, and doing this whole thing. And she's being sexually aggressive because you realize that <laughs> the only thing, like, she's like a one of those insects that has like 72 hours to live. Right. Like, I just need to, ha- I just need to impregnate, lay all my eggs, and then I'm gonna die. So he, like, so she's like, uh, uh, you know, he has a hot tub and he kind of goes inside for a second to <laughs> like put on his swimsuit and he comes back and she's like, got her shirt off already in the hot yep. tub and he's like, oh. All right, and he gets in and like is kind of like all right. Whip cool. gets in. Whip gets in that hot tub, <laughs> and like they're in the hot tub and they're making out a little bit, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Come on, let's do this." And like <laughs> I thought this she's was so, so no, funny. Wait, but before she says like she starts being overly aggressive and he's getting turned off already. Right, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So he, he she like dives under the water and starts pulling off his shorts, and there's this hilarious scene where he's like, "Whoa, oh, hold on, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 hey, oh, 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 oh hold on, oh, oh, wait, no, that's my, oh, oh, oh no, no, oh, oh, wait, oh. and then like uh, she pulls off and. <laughs> Also, we time that approximately for how long that scene goes. I mean, that's basically that was, what he that does. was very method by Justin Tan. We should have taken a video of that or a Snapchat. And oh. she she comes up and and uh, the the like um, he's like, oh man, hold up! And then as, right at that moment, like the Scooby Gang has like caught up. So now they're like, now okay, now maybe they're like 0.5 steps behind. Right. They caught up, ring the doorbell, and he's like, somebody at the door. And he gets ready to leave, and, and she goes. And he's looking for any reason to leave because he's yeah. weird. And the he fuck gets, out. he starts to leave, and she goes, 
don't go. I want a baby. And he's like, he's like, excuse me? Uh, and then she immediately starts drowning him. Because <laughs> yeah. he knows he knows some shit is wrong now. Yep, yep, yep. So she kills again. She drowns him, and this was really kind of gross. Like, it's all underwater. There's this really cool effect where her face starts to change into the, into yep. the um, species, like, monster thing. Um, and... This is really gross. Like, I didn't notice this at first, but, it, you know, this supposed to be just like, explain it a little better. But you can see it when you watch it slower. 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 She has... Slower. <laughs> she has these gross, like, tentacle things that actually come out of her boobs. Yeah. Yes. So this tentacle comes out of one of her boobs and, uh, like, zips around. It's the nipple. Okay, yeah, it's the nipple, whatever. It comes out of her nipple, zips around, and goes in the guy's throat and, like, down his throat and starts choking yep. him. And I was like... Oh my god, that's fucking So gross. it's full on tentacle porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At this point. Oh, yeah. exactly. And don't worry, we have a gif of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's 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 so gross and like basically the dude drowns. And I don't know. Uh, Facebook may object to our posting. <laughs> it doesn't need to uh, put it up on uh Oh wait, Twitter. hold on. We can put stop, it on Twitter. Stop stop the podcast. You're going GIF here? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even notice. <laughs> what is the correct way? I can't keep track. No one knows. Okay. I, say, I, just, I just, I just, I say gif. I say gif as well. All right, I'll do that from now on. You don't Apologies. Have, no, no, you don't have to. I was just wanted to have a nerd. I, fight. I honestly, I probably switch back and forth because I don't even know. What <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Nerd fight. Yeah. Um. One so, of peanut butter, and that's what I side with. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to go back to the Pantages. Um. <laughs> yeah. She's probably going to be seeing the show at she's, the Fantasia. She's probably going to be at Hamilton. Yeah. That's the way to go. Everybody loves Hamilton. It's the hottest ticket in town. Okay, so wait, I was confused by this. By what? Why? She, why they go back to the? Okay, because so she's watching from the woods, right? Yes. And then Ben Kingsley is like, "We should go back." Right, I I had a thought, and like, and I'm like, well. I'm not sure if she has a psychic link with him or if she's just reading his lips. I think he was reading she his read lips because, like, he didn't establish that in the beginning of the movie when he says "I'm sorry" and she goes "I'm sorry." Right. What I thought was happening was that King, Ben Kingsley was super smart and was like knew she was probably watching and that she would be reading lips like that and was saying like, "Let's go back to the club." Because that's where she's going to be. And then she would show up there and they'd capture her. But he wasn't being that smart. It turned out he just so thought that was a good I idea. Thought, <laughs> so we're, but we're operating in a world where empaths exist. Right. So I thought that perhaps that she had psychic powers and perhaps that she was controlling Ben Kingsley? No, no, I don't think that was She couldn't read lips. Because the, the, otherwise, why establish that in the first scene? Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that maybe she was controlling him. No. no. I, Why I would she control him to have her killed? They don't show her having any psychic power any other time in the film, I don't think. Other than the Again, psychic power. Do we think that sexuality? psychic power is going to continue through this movie? I don't think so. Because I, I don't well, think And then in knows. that scene where Forrest Whitaker's like, let's go back to the club or whatever. Or sorry, where Ben Kingsley is trying to get them to go back to the club. Forrest Whitaker is kind of like, oh, I think she's around here yeah. somewhere. But it doesn't really pan out because he's not that I great. mean, it's not a perfect science, it's not even a really a science. Ghost dog, don't, ghost don't dog. underestimate ghost dog. <laughs> so she comes up with a pretty elaborate plan, I gotta say, after yeah. reading Ben Kingsley's lips. 
and she kidnaps some lady that lives next door to... She pretends to be a rape victim she, first. Yeah, yeah, she naked kidnaps a girl from yeah. the grocery store. By the way, the kidnapped girl who spent most of her screen time s- screaming was uh, the director's assistant credited <laughs> in the credits. So um, That's amazing. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but... Uh, <laughs> Good for her. I I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, her plan truly awful. Yeah, <laughs> that's truly awful. You, her plan. You see her like drive out into the hills of L.A. and find like one of those electrical boxes, and then you're kind of like, okay, what's she doing? What's she doing? You see that like not only did she steal this girl's car, but she also has her tied up in her hotel room, and she tortured her too. Yeah, she's there. Wow. She's there, and she walks up like. Uh, you know, she's screaming, help me, oh, don't hurt me. And she kind of, like, grabs this, like, hedge clippers or whatever. It's a rose cuts... pruner. Okay, a rose pruner, whatever. Wow, I didn't know you were so uh, into gardening tools. It's a rose pruner? You know <laughs> what else it's... Guys, It's rose. called, actually, a thumb cutter, I it's think. A, it's a rose pruner. <laughs> she, uses it, she uses it to cut her thumb off and then watch in glee as it grows back. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. She puts her cut-off thumb in the lady's bag... Her purse, sorry. And then she proceeds to cut off the lady's finger. And then at this point, I was like, oh, this is what she's going to do. This I is see. one of the most successful scenes in the movie. Like, it, like it is genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Where you see her. Like, it's it's a moment of empowerment for her. Where she cuts off her own thumb. Still, still cuts off her own thumb. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? This is, like, it's yeah. graphic. Like, <laughs> it's super graphic. You're still, like, unsure what's happening. Yeah, like, and then it grows, and then it's super disturbing to see the woman that she's kidnapped, and she's freaking out by watching this thumb get cut off, and then it's implied that this thumb's getting cut off. Like, it's almost a precursor to, like, Saw-type movies, or, or... Yeah, I mean, well, it's pretty... I totally didn't get it at all until after the whole scene was over. I thought she was just cutting off her thumb to be like, Oh, I can do this. Can humans do this too? And she was just trying well, to yeah. see. Yeah, but then later on. No, no. I mean, but, I mean, yeah. Well, anyways, she, so she, uh, she goes, she shows up at the club, Forrest Whitaker sees her and is like, oh shit, she's outside. And she gets them to chase them, chase her. And there's this like really lame car chase Whoa. where they're like in Hollywood and then suddenly in the Every, hills of Hollywood. Er, er, everybody, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. But, uh, so they, so they, uh, chase her around. And, like, they're chasing her, chasing her, chasing her. And then she drives off the hill, heading straight towards that electric thing. And, you know, if you hadn't figured it out at this point, you're finally like, oh! She jumps out of the last second because, guess what? The lady she kidnapped is in the car with her. She jumps out. The car blows up. And when the scientists come and search the car, they find one piece of sill and think she's dead. Thumbsies. Yes, her thumb. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing they only found that one thumb I know. and not any of the rest of the lady's body. Yeah, yeah. So they think she's dead, and uh, pretty much everyone thinks she's dead except for... Uh, for Michael Madsen. Yeah, and Forrest Whitaker is also kind of like... Yeah, everyone's like, that seems too easy. It seems too mean. Yeah. Ben Kingsley is like, nope, done deal. We're over it. It's done. Yep. Let's go party at the... They go They go back to their hotel or something. They go back to the same location that they can only afford. For <laughs> yeah. They, well, they actually filmed at the Biltmore Hotel, actually, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's where they filmed that scene. Um, but obviously, Syl is still alive, right? And we see that she has learned from what we were talking about earlier, watching the hair dye 
commercial. Indeed, change. It was uh, the 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 whole hair dye commercial had a undercurrent of metamorphosis, yes. which was. Which is why it flew under the radar when you saw it the first time, because you thought it was just like, oh, she's going to change. But no, it is a heavy-handed <laughs> metaphor of her cutting her hair and dyeing it. Yeah. And so now, like, you know, the whole time they've been looking for this, like, tall girl with blonde hair. And now she can kind of walk around, whatever, because now she's got short black hair, and she looks totally different. I mean, she actually kind of does, but... <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where it shouldn't be as convincing as it is. Yeah. But the whole thing is, like, you know, she still needs to mate with someone. Yeah. And she had, like you said, she had this dream. She... This amazing dream. So, like, this is the thing, <laughs> this is the thing where I thought that maybe... This is why it's confusing to me with the Ben Kingsley thing where she can just read lips. Because she's having a weird empath thing with the team. Right? Uh, I don't think so. I never, felt, is... I, I never felt like she was having a, any real psychic connection with anyone. So, so she starts having sex dreams about Michael Madsen. Well, yeah, because they have established that she can seek out the best specimen to mate with. So they're trying to say, I guess. Yeah, but I, I don't think that he ever, like, he never showed any signs of, like, thinking about her or anything. No, I, I, I know that. Well, yeah. I thought that's what you were saying. No, no, what I'm just saying is that, that she's, she's just like, oh, now I need to fuck this guy. I think it was just because she saw him and determined yeah. that he was the best specimen to mate with. And then her crazy species genes were having, like, dreams of him taking the shirt off in slow motion. Right. So, so, wait, so we're talking about the movie is so misogynist they're just like, yeah, like, that's the ultimate dude. Yeah. Like, okay, good. But ultimately, if someone else is the ultimate dude, apparently. Yeah. Uh, or you just settle for the less than ultimate dude. when the Again, yeah. again, the movie's logic is flimsy. Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, I guess he's good enough, but yeah. Yeah. So she starts having sex dreams about Michael Madsen where he's walking through a sitcom strobe light door. It's so taking, stupid. Taking off his suspenders. It's like fog and darkness everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, slow motion. They could be playing careless whisper. Which is, not. which is, uh, <laughs> if only they could afford <laughs> careless whisper. They could. Uh, <laughs> they could. Anyone can! <laughs> no, no. Um, so, not to discount the horrifying dreams that Scylla's been having uh, throughout the entire movie. She's been having, like, basically sex dreams that are weird insect nonsense that terrify her in some way, shape, or form. And then, so, after this whole sequence, she ends up having, like, a weird sitcom sex dream about Michael Madsen, and she's like, oh my god, like, that's my guiding light, that's my light tower, this is everything that I need to do. I gotta get him. Yeah. Gotta get him. Gotta get up in that Michael Madsen. <laughs> gotta get in there. That's pretty much what she's thinking. They said it on the commentary on the film. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tyler cannot breathe. Madsen has made him laugh too hard. I'm sorry. Um, so what happens? She the, goes back to the hotel that they're the all The team at, right? goes to celebrate at the hotel bar, I guess. Because um, because we have a thumbprint and somebody's dead. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker learns that there's no iced tea in Long Island iced teas. Wah, wah. I mean, that's true. So he gets drunk and uh, he cannot really use his powers as well when he's drunk. Basically, there's a whole... <laughs> oh. 
There's a entire sequence where we find out that, oh, you know what? All the nerds who solved all these problems are really bad with the ladies. Like, as much as they were experts in stopping this alien fuck machine, they can't get laid at this hotel bar. Right. But anyways, uh, you know, Michael Madsen and Laura her, uh, have been starting to have, like, a little thing, and she gets kind of, like, all mad, and she's like, I'm gonna go back to my room. Whatever. Well, because she's trying to, like, you know, come on to him, and he is still kind of obsessed with thinking that Syl is not dead. And, right. Uh, so she kind of gives up and goes to her room, and then the other guys are like, hey, dumbass, like, she wanted to get with you, go up to her room, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're right, okay, fine, and then he goes up there. Yeah. He goes up there, goes in, they start having sex, Syl shows up, and, uh, you know, goes to up to their door and can hear that they're having sex. Um, and, and remember, she's had a sex dream where he is the perfect man. Yeah, exactly. And so she wants to, like... Hear better what's going on. So she goes into the room next to it and starts listening through the wall. In the meantime, Alfred Marlena is downstairs trying to hit on these girls. And it turns out that they already He's, have boyfriends. He takes he takes all three strikes at once. <laughs> yeah. He talks to these two girls. They have boyfriends. And he gets, like, he's drunk. So he just heads back up to his room. And as he, you know, a- enters the room, it turns out that Syl is in his room. So he enters and is like... Oh my god, but she immediately is just like, oh, uh, I couldn't find anyone. Well, I don't even remember no, what she no, says. No, but... she says, I saw you down at the oh, bar. Oh, right, right, right. I didn't know how to come on to you, so I just came up to your room. And he's like, this has never happened with me before because yeah. he's a fucking idiot. But they, yeah, but anyways, like, yeah, so they totally have sex. Yeah. And... Well, <laughs> yes, uh, and in the sex scene, it's really funny because he... Uh, he finishes and is like yeah then she just looks like wait that's it like she doesn't get it she's like huh like that was a thing no she's immediately like i can feel the baby well no but first she just she has this look like what that's you're done like is that the end of it and then she starts saying uh he says, I enjoyed that immensely. And yeah. she's like, I can't, I'm pregnant. I can feel she's it. Like, and he's and he, like, what? He's like, oh, silly girl. You can't be pregnant yet. That's not how it works. And she's like, no, I can feel a kick. And he, like, she puts her hand up, or his hand up there. And he's like, what And he's the? like, oh, wait. I just fucked the thing yeah. I was trying to kill for this You see this, movie. like, split second, uh, like, you know, recognition that, oh, fuck. And he starts and to scream. Alfred Molina acts the fuck out of Yeah, him. he starts to scream and she puts his mouth over and that's kind of like the scene cuts to the yeah. next thing. And, oh, and then Forrest Whitaker is kind of drunk outside Michael Madsen. Oh, yeah. He, and he's, uh, he's, like, he's like, hey, shit's going down. It's funny because he his empath hey abilities uh, extend to that when he sees the same commercial for hair dye on TV, he all of a sudden realizes that Syl probably <laughs> saw that same commercial he's and a, thus has dyed he's hair. He's insanely powerful. And then he goes and gets them all. Yeah, so uh, right when they're about to like go into Alfred Molina's room, Syl, a, a full species you know, transformation, busts out of the hotel room and goes running away. They bust in, see Alfred Molina's dead, and they're like, oh my god! Uh, they don't say anything like, at least he got to go out having sex. But, I mean, that's what I thought. (laughs) 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 And then, um, from there, uh, they basically have to chase after her. So they go to the van, grab all these huge guns and a bunch of flamethrowers, and the film immediately turns into Alien. Yes. But no no support from the military or law enforcement. It's just these guys. 
They just follow her. There's into the no time, Elon. <laughs> That's right. This alien's down to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they know where she is, kind of, and they just gotta find her because now she's pregnant. Well, I guess they don't really know that, but they, well, she's they had assume. sex, they so assume, like, yeah. yeah. So they chase after her, and they he's got they've got all these huge guns and they're flamethrowers. Yep. And they're going to the basement of the hotel. Yeah. And then into the sewers. Yeah. They Which, totally... there's a, a, ca- a chasm that has been caused by an earthquake, and right. they climb into it. They go into the sewers, and they're all like, Ben Kingsley's like, where'd they go? Where'd she go? And uh, Forrest Whitaker's like, oh, uh, I think she went over here, but uh, I mean, I'm only an empath, and it's not real, so I don't I'm really know. I'm also still kind of drunk. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not really sure, and he's like, fuck this, I'm gonna go this way, you come with me. And he's like, oh, but I think she went that way. And then it turns out that she was in the water of the sewer the whole time, and she fucking jumps out and kills Ben Kingsley. Yep. Bye. Another gif. Another gif. <laughs> Giffing it up. Giffing it up. I call that one uh, learning how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben Kingsley, dead. Dead. They chase her into this cave, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh, she gets there first and totally gives birth yep. to a kid. Who's adorable. Yep. For two seconds. Is yeah. he? <laughs> I mean... For a second, it's like, he, just it's just like a cute little kid that covered in slime. He very adorably then he, then he turns into the BFG. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he very adorably eats a rat with his gross species tongue, which is really gross. What? Yeah. Uh, well, I just have a comment about the end of this movie. Oh well, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. So, anyways, um, they're in there. Uh, Michael Madsen goes off somewhere else to look for her, like on the other side. And Forrest Whitaker is the one who's kind of like seeing where the kid is. He gets freaked out and is now, like, holding on to the cliff, trying not to fall into this water that's on fire, right? Somehow? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay, like, uh, oh, see, yeah, yes. So, like, it's gonna be a whole clusterfuck. Yeah. Basically, this team is not built for the underground. And no. everyone gets fucked up in very specific ways. Ben Kingsley's dead. Well, it's Nobody's... not even, yeah, it's not even a team of anyone with any sort of tactical skills at this right. point. It's a Michael biologist. Ma- Michael Madsen is the only person who knows how yeah, to murder. A biologist, <laughs> yeah. a psychic, and then Michael Madsen. Yeah. And some really fun CG monsters. Ugh. Okay. So, I remember the scene in the hotel before this movie. I do not remember this part of this movie. I thought that the worst CG that I ever saw in my life was the Scorpion King. <laughs> That's still pretty. That was yeah. way later, yeah. I think that uh, might be the worst still. It was way later. Yeah. I mean, maybe this movie should be commended for trying the way that it tried mm. in 95. Because in 95, maybe it looked great. It could have. I, I, I don't I don't want to talk shit about how bad this looked. Because it was it's CG bullshit that's awful. It's CG on a real... Against real but I feel people. like the but stuff. at the same time in '95 it was groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was. I mean '95 is like the same year that the ceiling of Beauty and the Beast happens, but that's compared to cartoons. Not yeah, really I mean, it just feels to me to me the CG here feels unnecessary. Like, uh, no, there's you, nothing that the monster, there's nothing that the species Sill or the the baby does that couldn't have been figured out. Like, it's not like they suddenly are like flying around the room and doing crazy shit. Like, you know, they show her, like, walk up to the camera in, like, a weird 3D moment, almost. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It looks dumb as shit, and it's not motivated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
It's 1995. I mean, they yeah, even said it, it looks bad. <laughs> it would have looked a lot better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. No, like, they, they did so much practical in the movie, and there was no reason for them to do it. That's why I'm like, whose idea was it to suddenly do... After they spent so much money on all this practical stuff, why suddenly be like, fuck it, we'll have a CG... Uh, Which uh, was probably way more expensive than... One of the creatures out of Reboot, the TV show, be in, be in this film. <laughs> That's that basically is. what it looks like. I don't know, but anyways, like the the um, her son turns into a species monster real quick, but also dies in the fire real. They kill fast. him both with fire. Nobody else dies. The they shoot the they shoot Sill in the face, and her head explodes. Yes. So you know, there's a sequel coming up. There's more movies, but like, she looked pretty dead to me. Well, so also the other thing too is that I read that. Uh, H.R. Geiger, the guy who, you know, the alien guy who did all the things, um, he got mad that they were just going to have to kill her with fire at the end. And he was like, that's too similar to Alien. You can't do it. And he yeah, like, put his foot down. And then they were like, okay, we'll add in this headshot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's weird. Geiger's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this movie ends up having the exact same, if you want to count. If we're counting Oscars, <laughs> we're counting Oscars. Yep. Michelle Williams. Yep. One. Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Two. Forrest Whitaker. Three. Mm-hmm. Conrad Buff. Editor. Who's Conrad Buff? Conrad Buff is the editor. He won an Oscar for Titanic. Oh. Mm. Um, and the ending of this movie. Wait, what about Alfred Molina? He never had an Oscar? He never did. Oh, okay. Yet, I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, the end of this movie is the same ending as The Departed. Because there's a rat <laughs> that dances onto stage. Oh, God. And nibbles on the little bit leftover species. Species nonsense. And then saunters off screen. I didn't really like I the ending. I think the rat hat, like, became... Super powerful, right? It does, right? yeah. It was like, it, it yeah, did. Rat. Yeah. It yeah, absolutely which, did. Which I didn't really like because they never it's really explain. so dumb. Yeah, and they never really say that, like, she could infect and turn other things into species. Well, so, okay, so other whatever they're called. Sex, Michael, yeah. Michael Madsen and, uh, um, It was never like, and, oh, what's her, and what's her face? No, they, they, they have, they have the Ghostbusters car talk where she's like, you know what? Like, if you wanted to wipe, if you wanted to make a, a, a honeypot and destroy the human race, this is exactly what you do. Like, they're they're doing that that car thing. So this is a biological weapon. Mm-hmm. Like, what if? Like, it's like the, you know, race stance. Yeah, but by eating the flesh, you would take on the powers. That's what she's hinting at. She's Ugh. saying that, like, she's like maybe the maybe this is a more sinister thing than we thought it was. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was dumb. It it is Justin. It is dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. But guess what? You sound like you think it's really cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm saying that this is the premise that we have to live on for three I more just weeks. I mean, we might, true. but we might not. Yeah, yeah. It may be. We have no oh, idea. You we know, no she idea. didn't burn, or there was another I have baby predictions. hiding. Or, I have yeah. predictions. I have. I look. Things. So I just want You're to, not supposed oh, to look at cheater. things. Cheater. Cheater. Goddamn bastard. All right, well, I just want to uh, say I don't that want to say the words I wanted to say just there because of 
certain things, but Laura, I've been let go. <laughs> can you can you look at what she's famous for? Because I feel like we've done her dirty, and by not uh, done her dirty, yeah, Mara Zuckerberg. I know she's famous for something. I just can't remember what it is. But uh, anyways, she gets the, <laughs> yeah. the, the final line of the movie, um, which was dramatically, she was half us, half something else. I wonder which was the predatory half. So we don't. Uh... <laughs> All right, what was it? CSI, know. yeah. She was on. Oh, she was in some of CSI? I'm kidding. 266 no, episodes. Yeah, she was the main person on CSI. I, knew... I mean, did anyone even watch that show? I didn't, but I know a lot of people did. I'm kidding. That's a that was a show that was popular. Yes, so she <laughs> was very popular. Uh, anyway, um, uh, all the voice voices of Syl when she was in her alien form were done by Frank Welker for some reason. What? I didn't even know she had a voice. I guess Frank this... Welker does all voices. Yes, <laughs> he does all voices. That's true. And then also, I don't know. Did you read it all about the music supervision? I did because guy? I saw that. I saw the guy's name was Jellybean Benitez. Yeah. And, and I was like, who the fuck is that? And I feel like I should have probably known who he was, but... Yeah, he... It's uh, you. He famously <laughs> dated Madonna for a little while, but... Uh, well, he's like a... He, like, got her her start. Like, he did a remix. Yeah, he did all her remixes. But I did uh, like that he put a bunch of his own remixes in the club yeah. scene. That was pretty fun. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie came out in 1995, did $60 million. Roger Donaldson, the director, went on to make the, his very next film, Dante's Peak. Yeah. Dante's Peak, 13 hours, 13 days. 13 days. Uh, um, the world's fastest Indian, which made, is pretty Made a lot of movies that, I, that are good. Yeah. That are objectively good. And yeah, so the film did well enough to have the next film be called Species 2. Yep. Now we've reached the end of the first movie, like we like to do. Let's predict what's happening in the next film. But Tyler can't participate. Tyler cheated. No, no, no. You said you looked up stuff. I looked up Natasha Hentrich's. Yeah. Okay, like looking up her filmography is not. But like, if you know that, like the. I I I know nothing other than she makes a cameo. Okay. Well. Whatever. Here's my here's my prediction. Um, early in the film, no one mentioned this, but early in the film when they're explaining the whole species thing, he's, Ben Kingsley says that out of all the fucking species embryos they tried to make, only three of them were viable. Uh, one of them they turned, they like kept going with, uh, and made Michelle Williams, Williams's character out of it. Still, the other two, they put in liquid nitrogen. So my guess is... Sill is dead, but they're gonna. Some dumb scientist is gonna be like, "Well, this time we can do it better," and pull out one of those other embryos and make another one, and maybe it looks like her. I don't know. I don't even remember him saying that at all. Nope. Yeah, he definitely says that thing that happened. He definitely says that early on. I mean, obviously this is not gonna happen, but I, uh, (laughs) I think that the next one should be a male, and then. Uh, we can explore, you know, allegories related to male sexuality. And yeah, are there gonna like are there gonna be multiple species in the next one? I don't know. I think still becomes a WNBA coach and then WNBA <laughs> and then dominates the league and then she has to fight the Looney Tunes. There's a new species on the court. Yeah. <laughs> 
Coming this October. Coming this October. Obviously, Monsters versus the humans. Species 2. I don't think that any, like, overarching cultural commentary was necessarily intended, but it is, even if it was just kind of like um, what came up from the writing, uh, it's kind of just like, Female sexuality, bad, scary, <laughs> no, no, will kill no, you. This movie got a ton of shit for it. Yeah, yeah like you a can, ton of shit. No matter what it. women do, like they cannot win. Like I thought it was. They're just trying she, to kill you. Through she, sex. Or even like when she was. If you want to think, give it a little bit more credit, a little more sympathy. Like the first guy that she's with, she, she, he, you know, becomes aggressive and she can't get away. The second guy, she's like, okay, I'm gonna act more aggressive. He, he, you know refuses her and then I don't know, at the end who knows I mean no I mean she just gives no, up <laughs> yeah she just gives up and goes with whoever it's like, it's like oh well like this this horrible monster just wants a baby yeah yeah like that is the theme of this movie another horrible monster baby right so that seems like a bad thing <laughs> women like, just all babies are monsters women are just predatory monsters trying yeah. to get sperm from men. And watch out for their nipples. There's tentacles in there. That's There's a tentacles real in there. We have gifts from them. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I mean, no, but you're absolutely right. Like, it's something that's kind of like... It, the movie got a lot of flack for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that maybe on the page it thought that it was being empowering. Yeah. But it's not... It's 1995 and it's it's gross yeah. yeah well we'll see if they address that in yeah. the future film. they will not it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, like this like it's worth talking about how like this movie is a, is a softcore porn in a in a way of how natasha Hentridge is topless through 40 percent of this movie yeah it's kind of weird well, and even the but, weird scene like she, where she, she, of all things, buys a wedding dress that even kind of more goes into the, like, men are scared of marriage <laughs> and babies, you know? I like mean, we, yeah. we have to be remiss, like, we have to talk about how, like, she comes out of this cocoon on the train station, tits out. Like, yeah. like this movie is not trying to apologize what's happening. Yeah. Which is true, Yeah. That was, oh, sorry, I keep bringing up the Blu-ray thing. But I spent right. money on it, okay? Yeah, yes, you did. That scene with the cocoon, uh, they shot that scene where she comes out, like, you know, basically by the time she's coming out of it, it looks like a vagina and she's, like, yep. bursting out, right? Yep. Um, they wanted her to fall out of it, but they didn't want her to, like, fall and hurt herself. So what they did is they shot it upside down, and she comes out of it, and then there was a bar that she reaches up to and pulls herself up as far as she can go. And then they just flipped it up so it looks like she's falling out of it. I'm she's glad they thought about that so much and they weren't like, hey, you should put a top on it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing is like that she's trying to have sex the whole time, so. Uh, yep, they made that choice. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's probably I part of what sold the film. Right? I, my <laughs> prediction, my prediction is that as these movies continue, they're going to feel more and more like softcore pornography. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's how sequels go. More sex, more, more species. More sex. More talking lowly. Yeah. <laughs> more girls. Yeah. All so right. Even, even Junior. Junior was in love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. 
Don't bring children in. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so we are at the end of our species roundup. We're talking about species too. We will see you guys next week. You can watch it uh, on the fabulous Blu-ray or on Cinemax Go. Shout out to Shad Factory. Yes, and shout out to my brother Jordan Camps for the music at the top. Thank you, Jordan. Feel free to email us any feedback or questions or suggestions to sequelrights at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sequelrights and check out all the uh, gifs or gifs that we're going to post, as well as please like us on Facebook at uh, sequelrights on Facebook and also rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks, Todd. We'll see you next week for Species 2. Species 2!